Hello and welcome along to the Voice Behind Our Town podcast with In Motion Theatre. My name is Cameron McGarvan and in this series of podcasts I will be speaking to people from Fergusley Park in Paisley and exploring the truth about their community. What really goes on behind the headlines we all see every single day. And today on the podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by Mr. Terry McTernan and Mr. John McIntyre, both heavily active in the Ferguson community. John and Terry, welcome along. Do you think the way that the media has portrayed Ferguson Park over the years, the last 40, 50, 60 years, that has had a, a negative effect on people's mental health? Of course it has, because when it does, is when you're talking about that time scale, it's had an effect on my parents. Then when I start to come through, it starts to have an effect on me. Of course. I decided to get involved to try and break that circle, that I wasn't going to have it moving on to my kids. And I knew the reasons why it was there. So I knew I could do something about it. But in the past, other people just said, well, We've just really got to put up with this. And then all the external pressures of people pointing the finger, whether it's an official, but particularly the press and the media. I mean, I'm, I mean, if you just take what's happening just now, I'm sick to death of watching the television mm-hmm. and hearing bad news. Every now and again with this COVID that's going on, you get a wee snippet. Yeah. There's something yeah. happening with the vaccine. There's human beings who have no got it, have no been tested for it. That then cheers me up a wee bit. But if you're constantly getting bombarded with negative information, whether it's about yourself or anybody else, do you know what happens? You end up believing it. I tell you, I did say, I tell you, and I I completely agree with you there, but I'm going to mention one thing to you, and Terry, you've got your, you wanting to say something as well, but what I saw during recent times, because I'm trying to not, mentioned COVID too much because I think no, we're all no. a bit that we're all a bit COVID-19 out. So on the podcast we're trying to not mention COVID too much. But the bingo bus I saw something very positive about about the bingo bus. Were you aware of the bingo bus that was going around Ferguson Park? It was myself that hosted all 91 sessions of the bingo bus. Right. Okay. Yes. I. Yes. That. That, that would that would cause a subsidiary of the community council. Right. Um, and that's just reason. It's really just the manif- the latest manifestation of community engagement. It was we've got we had a bus essentially to help us distribute food during the day yeah. and at late at night, and we just we knew. For example, um, bingo's particularly popular. There's three bingos, three wee prize bingos runs every week. So isolation and loneliness, you speak about mental health, that is part of the coping mechanisms for a lot of mental health. I alluded to a couple of personal things earlier, uh, and I, I, I appreciate I, I need to kind of follow that up because I don't want to leave you with any last or, or bad impression, but part of my motivation, if you like, comes from the fact that now as an adult, I absolutely understand why my mother was obsessed with the bingo, why my, my dad maybe took the, the, the route doing drink, because they lived in an environment that, offered no hope whatsoever. There was, you worked your, your backside off for very little and you were in the trap, which was feeding from an outsider's perspective. John touched on the whole feeding thing. I hate it as well. It rips me the wrong way because I went to a school where people looked down on folks that came to feeding. Uh, 
I like to think that I maybe paved the way there and I, I, I showed them that, no, that wasn't quite the stereotype, wasn't quite the, the thing to believe. And I mm-hmm. didn't do really, really well, but I know I did feel lesser. I felt, as a person, I felt lesser. I felt as if I was always second in the race. I had to work that wee bit harder to prove myself. So, of course, that's going to have an effect on mental health. We sit there as well, and there's, there's yeah, Ferguson's a much more different community now to what it was in 1986, for example. But it's the same problems, it's the same issues. So I, I, I really question what we're doing because it's structural problems. It's not. It's not the people. So if if the problems are the same, then what what do you both suggest? can be done to change things? What what are you both maybe perhaps working on currently that, that is going to necessarily make this change? I mean, one of the what? things that we've been currently working on, and I sort of can attain the lead on, that's how, that's how we tend to work down here. There's a wee piece of work needs done. Terry, you do that. There's a piece of work needs done there. John, you do that. Somebody mm-hmm. else doing else. So for the last three years, I've been working on the setting up of the Ferguson Community Development Trust. That's the organisation that will will not take over for the Community Council, but when it's established, the Community Council will become more of a Community Council. Uh, And if it survives a year, I'd be very, very surprised because normal Community Councils are the most boring meeting you will ever go along to. But we, at the start, when we set up the Ferguson one, the message went out from day one by the way, we're not playing your game, Benfrishat. We're setting up this community council for a different reason. And what do you mean by that, John? He says, well, it's going to have a community development driving force behind it. Mm-hmm. It's going to make sure that we get more and more people involved. Because things are going to be happening in Ferguson in the next three years. Big things. There's going to be more and more investment coming into Ferguson Park. Right. We already know that with the negotiations that's been taking place with the senior officers and councillors in at Renfrewshire Council. A big community consultation was just about finished there, just before lockdown. I'll get sight of that report before the end of the year. Uh, The people who carried it out are currently working on it just now. So because we knew all that was going on, through the link that we've got with the politics, is it says we need to set something up here to make sure that this doesn't go over Fergus Depart's head again. Yep. That people don't come in here and win the contracts and do the work and say, there's a nice new area for you. There's a nice new this. Oh, look at us. We're wonderful. We built this for you. What the Community Development Trust will do is it will set up subsidiaries and they will be companies in their own rights. Environmental company, construction company, health and social care company. We've done it all before and I was involved in it all before. I know how to do this, and I know how it can work. And we then will be saying, we've got a local company here. See that job that you're doing down, let's just say it's a big environmental job down in Candron Road. We want our share of that. Yeah. And we want our local people for Fergus to park in that. And real jobs, up at eight in the morning, finishing at half past four. And we will start that process again. We'll just rekindle a fire. And that will send out the biggest message. To hopefully the rest of the infrastructure. Of course, Terry. I think I think Terry has a point to make or a comment to make on that. Terry, 
it's really just to build on what John was saying there. We have done it before. There was a previously community business before. It's a name that we've almost been prohibited from ever uttering because of the negative publicity that attracted to Ferguson. But that aside, the idea, the concept in itself was absolutely fantastic. Um, to, to kind of touch, again, further touch on what John was saying there as well, this is this is where, again, Ferguson, look at COVID, right? Ferguson is a community that has, oh, Christ knows, frankly, how many agencies where it's nose in the trough. That's mm. the only way I can put it, right? We offer all these weird and wonderful services to better Ferguson Park over the for years, for 40 years, the community has been regenerated my entire life. Yes. I was organising an event, a, a gala day, a wedding, a bar mitzvah. There would be a beginning, a middle and an end. There appears to be no end in sight for Ferguson. And the only way there will ever be an end is for the community to actually take control itself. And that's what we've done. We essentially know the solutions to our own problems. For seven months, nobody has been in Ferguson Park. It's been a blank canvas. And look what we achieved. We didn't have a building. We didn't have a penny to our name. We had no support from any professionals whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I gave no Zoom call to find out you were still alive. That's the reality of it. And look what we did. We were told at the beginning of this debacle, as a community, we were looking at two and a half times the national average in terms of mortality. We've had two deaths across the whole West End, Fadley Northwest. Yeah. That's testament to the communities knowing the solutions to their own problems. So I'm going to, so I, what I'm, you know, speaking to you both, you're both so inspirational um, in terms of what your passion and your for, for Ferguson Park. Obviously, you're John and Terry. Uh, John McIntyre, Terry McTernan. But what other community people stick out in terms of who 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 else is on the on the kind of um, the bus with you, kind of charging things forward, and making change? Okay, you're, talking, you're speaking specifically about COVID, and there's a core team of eight people have been involved with that. Um, that would be Mandy. Mandy's like the mother of the group. She's the mother hen. She's the sensitive, caring. Got her eyes all over, fingers all over the community with kids. And <laughs> Lovely. Little appointments and everything like that. That's her forty. And then you get young Aiden, sixteen-year-old boy, completely different demographic altogether. Um, nominated recently for the Young Scott Award. The guy, the boy's a trooper. We often forget he is only sixteen years old. Hang on, did, you, did you just say the? Did you just say that Aiden, sixteen, has been nominated for the Young Scott Award? Well, we did. He, he got into the final three. He was shortlisted. Oh, wow. okay. Sadly, he didn't win for the environmental category. Um, but I have more recently, I've nominated him for uh, the Nottingham, it's called, um, it's the Nottingham Building Society. But it, it can acknowledge his folks. I mean, the, the young boy has worked in excess of 500 hours volunteering. Wow. He also took part in 91 sessions of social isolation bingo. He also helped pack 6,000 bags of messages. He also does the co-op run three nights a week, a 26-mile round trip. So these people are ankle-deep in this stuff. This of course. probably go to on a Tuesday. Absolutely. And, and John and Ted, I'm sure you agree. The image I get from social media in Ferguson, it's much stronger, much more positive than you're finding in other areas in Scotland and indeed nationally. It, yes. there, seems to be a, there seems to be a really strong positive community image and sense of pride 
in Fergusy Park at a time when the rest of the country and the world is crumbling. And I'm not saying that yeah. Fergusy Park's not crumbling under COVID. We all are. But the image that's given out by Fergusy Park is really, really strong. And I do wonder if the rest of the country should look at uh, Fergusy Park for inspiration. There's already been people during this who have said to me personally, is that there's nothing like this going on in my area, John. Yeah. Uh, how can we replicate what's going on in Fergusley? I says, well, your starting point, and these, these tend to be elected members for these other areas. Yeah. I says, your starting point is, see if you ever get that first meeting off the ground, don't you chair it? What do you mean? I says, don't be looking for the, the big burst. I'm your elected councillor and I'm going to be sitting at the top table. You sit at the back and let somebody for the local community, who may just have been running a tenants association or whatever it is, get them to get, and then if people come along to that meeting, straight away, the same thing that happened in Fergus, they'll say, that's a local person that's up there speaking. And do you know what? They're saying exactly what I'm thinking. Exactly. That's, that's how you build it up. But it's not happening elsewhere. Of course, of course. And um, why you're seeing it now is that in my day, we didn't have social media. It was the outside press who painted their picture of what was going on in Fergus Lane. And I, it was absolutely negative. But what even even during that, there was a, the old flag organization. There was a newspaper went around, it was called the Skin Scene. Mm -hmm. And it was printed in secret on behalf of Fergusley Park. And what it done was it attacked the system in the most argumentative way you can ever think of. It attacked councillors, attacked officials. There was one particular official, and I remember, I remember the whole article on it. This was the guy who was in charge of housing repairs in Fergusley. They sent a load of painters into Fergusley, to the top end of Fergusley Park Avenue, mm -hmm. to do a painting programme, because Flag had insisted that the windows were starting to fall out of the houses that people were still living in. So this newspaper that was printed locally ran this story. And what it had done was, it had pointed out that when the workmen came in, the windows they were painting, one, there was nobody living in the houses, there was no glass in the windows. They were painting the fences that had been on the ground for over 10 years. And we went along. He says, what do you think you're doing? We've been telling to do this. If we added social media there, we'd have been snapping about with our cameras and putting it all over the place. But it was this newspaper. Okay. At the very end of the day, it gets so political because Flag was really a political community organisation. Believe this or not, MI5 were looking for the printing press. Right. <laughs> they couldn't find it. I wonder why. Because it wasn't in, yeah, was in Fergusley. It right. was elsewhere. And to this day, there's not a lot of people know where that printing press was. But I do. I bet you do, John. I, I, Terry, you were good. I think you were gonna you were gonna make a comment and Yeah, it was just to kind of really build on you you're you're focusing again on this kind of <clears throat> positive energy that you were speaking about is kind of emulating. Granted, John's touched on it as well. We've got social media, which allows us to demonstrate and exhibit that. Now, it always existed. It was always there. 
but there was a concerted effort to keep that from the wider public because yes, of course. You got see, pure. I think what I'm trying to say as well is that there's a John touches on it when he speaks about, or you touched on it as well about what things that other communities could learn from Ferguson is that see if something's no happening in your community, mm-hmm. see it yourself, and that's that's <laughs> that's Ferguson's forty year history that I know. Folks has just got up and done it themselves because it's the right thing to do. They're no interested in the money, the politics, the carry on, the, the challenges, the barriers. They've just got one in there. Absolutely. I was going to ask a question, actually. Um, it's a bit of a random question, but I'm going to put it to you and you can, get, you, can, you can think about it for a couple of minutes if you wish. If you were the editor of a newspaper, a national newspaper, it could be a Scottish one, it can be a UK-wide one, it doesn't matter. But you're both editors of this paper for one day. What would your headline be about Ferguson Park if you wanted to give your message to the nation about what Ferguson Park is? What would be your headline? My headline would be, and I don't need to give it much thought, here is the most active community in Scotland, and here's what they're doing for their community. Read on. Love it. You see, it's this sense of community. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've never pretended when I've been doing this work in the podcast that I'm from Ferguson Park, but meeting people from Ferguson Park is this sense of community that, I, that really, really does strike me. It's see, the so whole thing f- about it as well is that we talk about the local press within Paisley. I mean, the Paisley Daily Express was Ferguson's biggest enemy, no matter what. We could, we could sit here and talk about it for hours about why it was, but it's just enough to acknowledge that it was. And through all that campaign, that when you talk about then and now, the work that the activists done then bears out that the work that the activists are doing now have got the benefit of that work. Okay. Because for what I'm seeing just now, there's no too many officers and the... Uh, organisations are coming forward and using the word no to Ferguson. Whereas in my day, everything was no. Everything was a fight. Everything was direct action. Whereas because of that work that went in all the years ago, the community activists and the volunteers of today are benefiting from that, if you like, for that sort of kind of history. And taking it outside of their infrastructure area, you've also got to remember is that it became a European scene, Fergusley Park. Mm. One of the founders of what they call the Cartillon Cree, which in French is for the... Areas in Crisis. Areas in Crisis campaign. And it was set up by the European Parliament. And they identified, because of the work that was going on in Fergusley then, and because of the controls and the management that we were doing through the urban programme, I mean, we were managing budgets way back in the 80s of nearly £200,000. We were running community programmes then with volunteers running in. And what the Europeans were saying, I actually had the privilege of going over to meet community activists in Germany, France. We went to Brussels to the Parliament. Mm -hmm. Statements made in there as well about why and putting over that other side of Fergusley Park, never mind what you've read or whatever it is, here is the story of Fergusley Park. 
And when that became European-wide, what that allowed, that when we were coming up with ideas and projects for European funding, the ERBF funding, these people that take the decisions knew about us. They went, my God, that was the people that were here talking to of you. Of course, absolutely. So it's If people allow you to tell the story, very quickly, the negativity can disappear with snow off a bike so, because they're getting the truth from the people who live in the area. So, so on that note, that's you've nicely kind of allowed me to go to Terry there because I want to ask the same question of Terry. You're the editor of a national newspaper. What's your headline? Terry McTernan, what is your headline for the national news? It's a difficult one because I'm trying to think of something that would be slightly different for John, to be fair. But, I mean, I think John's captured exactly what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say, I think if you have to put it into kind of modern day kind of language, it would be, I think, Ferguson is a microcosm of exactly how we regenerate our communities. Fabulous. Love it. And just because I'm, I'm really liking this positive way of rounding things up. You both got five words to describe Ferguson. I want five words. Only five words. So... Not a paragraph. So I want you to both give me your five words that you would use to describe Ferguson. Just slightly different from the headline question, but... The best scheme in Scotland. The best scheme in Scotland. Love it. And Terry? Um, well, I've only got two, three, four, four. I was going to say vibrant, self-aware, healing, um well-organised, that is five, but it's hyphenated, I suppose, well-organised, isn't it? Um, so well-organised and let down. Okay, well, look, on that note, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to both, both of you, Terry McTernan and John McIntyre, who have been on this podcast of uh, All About Ferguson Park. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I think we could probably talk for quite a long time <laughs> but uh, we have to kind of draw a close there but who knows we may get to talk again thank you for listening no it's an absolute pleasure honestly an absolute pleasure you're both inspirational and I genuinely mean that you're just the work that you do is is phenomenal and I think you know even in really difficult times and difficult circumstances you're both doing what you both can do for your community and that's that's just fantastic so thank you you've been both gentlemen thank you well thank you for joining us and please do spread the word the podcast accompanies a brand new play from in motion theater other side of the river by lisa nickel which will be touring when it is safe to do so so please do keep an eye for any information on that this podcast has been made possible by future paisley renfrewshire leisure and renfrewshire council